0: And of course, for all my listeners in the Georgia area, you can come out to Booch Fest at the Anchor Bar in Kennesaw, Georgia. Located at 2708 Town Center Drive, Kennesaw, Georgia 30144. Again, that address is 2708 Town Center Drive, Kennesaw, Georgia 30144. The next two shows will be Thursday, December 8th, and Thursday, December 22nd. The show will be hosted by me, and it will feature some of the funniest comics the Atlanta comedy scene has to offer. Some who've been doing it for years, some who are relatively new, and some who may even be stepping on a comedy stage for the very first time. All comedy acts, no matter how long they've been performing, are welcome to be in this show. So come on down for a great night of comedy as the Booch is taking over Kennesaw. And on December 10th, Combat Pro Wrestling presents Season's Beatings at Eastside High School, located at 1300 Brushy Creek Drive, Taylor, South Carolina, 29687. Again, that address is 1300 Brushy Creek Road, Taylor, South Carolina, 29687. I, of course, will be the ring announcer for this event, and the show will be featuring special guest general manager, WWE Hall of Famer Brutus the Barber Beefcake. Also scheduled to appear are the Cowboy James Storm. The legendary Barbarian. The Greater Good Garrett Sinclair. Forever Young Devin Cruz. From AEW, Griff Garrison. The Russian Wolf, Neil Koloff, From Tosh Dave Wills. It's still real to me, damn it! The All-American Blue Chipper Chase Emery. Buckshot Brian Brock. NWA Tag Team Champions and NWA United States Tag Team Champions. The Heat Seekers. Born Scum Chase Lovelace. Stan the Man Lee. From AEW Dark and Friday Night SmackDown, Marcus Cross. Outlaw Randy Wayne. From AEW Dark, The Brolic. Tyson Maddox the gimmick destroyer dave stage and many many more stars be sure to follow them on social media via facebook at combat pro wrestling twitter at real combat pro and on instagram at combat underscore pro underscore wrestling to find out more information on superstars that will be added and when the tickets will be on sale. I am so excited to be part of this show. I look forward to ring announcing and I also look forward to seeing all of you in Taylor, South Carolina as we do a benefit show for the Eastside High School Weightlifting Department. So come on out for a great show and let's help the students of Eastside High make some motherfucking Gains! What's up, everybody? This is Vinny Bucci, a.k.a. The Booch, and welcome... To the Boochcast. This week, ladies and gentlemen, we are back once again with our classic pay-per-view review. And, of course, ladies and gentlemen, the man who always joins me for the pay-per-view reviews. He is a, you know, wrestler working up and down the East Coast. He's done, he's got a bunch of other shit going on. It's too many to list. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome back to the show, the one, the only, Gator Ricky Ross.
1: On the road again. You can't even get on it. Y'all shut up! I'm singing. I'm gonna get the damn cattle prod out. Holy shit. Hey, Mr. Butch, I'm in a dog catcher van. Doo, 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 doo.
0: <laughs> wait, wait. What? I'm in a dog catcher van.
1: Oh, God. Gator. Gator, what the hell? Up, I've been picking up Mexicans in the dog catcher van to send them back to Mexico.
0: Oh, dear Christ. Here we go.
1: What up? Before I, I swear to God, I will get the title
0: pro. Gator. 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 Right. Why are you in a dog catcher van, and why do you think this is a smart idea?
1: Well, you see, Mr. Butch, really, uh, the, The animal control guy left the keys in his van, and I'm cleaning up the world. Gator, what you're
0: doing right now is horribly, not only morally wrong,
1: but horribly illegal. But, Mr. Bujarelli, if your skin is tan, you get in the van.
0: (laughs) That is literally not how I read it at all. (laughs) But it's a truth. No, it's not. You sick motherfucker. Oh my god.
1: That's what you do. Your skin is
0: tan, you get in the van. Gator? What? Please tell me you don't actually have Mexicans in your van.
1: Please tell me. Just, just I do. tell me. I do. Know. I got the Sanjay's and the kutrapales and, and all the Patels. Okay, I don't know this guy. Wrong number, wrong number, wrong number. But their skin was tan. They're in the van. Oh
0: dear god. Help us all.
1: Alright. What am I supposed to do? I'm trying to drive to the next one. There's a Mexican restaurant up here they serve a good curry. I'm going to get curry, and I'm going to lure them into the van. No, Gator you- – Gator, first of all, first of all,
0: those aren't Mexicans that you have in that van. Mr. Second Boudrelli, of all, if their skin
1: is tan, they're
0: Mexican. This is illegal. You cannot do this. It says who? The law. You can literally go to jail. You realize you're kidnapping right now. You realize it's what you're doing.
1: Hey, Mr. Boudreaux, Mr. Boudreaux, there's only two kids in here and they're not napping. Hold on. Are y'all asleep? Hang on. I'm going to get the cattle proud and not see if the, No,
0: <laughs> If they're asleep, just let them be asleep. Do not zap the kids awake. For the love of God.
1: There's only two kids in here, Mr. Bootswil, and they're not napping. They're not napping? No. Okay, okay. No, they're crying, but (laughs) the tears are good. They'll make you a stronger human. (laughs) Wow. Wow.
0: Okay, ladies and gentlemen. Well, this is a fucked up way to open this show as we've got... Do I need
1: to... Wait a minute. Do I need to pull the van over?
0: Yes. Pull the van over, open the back and get those people out of there before you you go to prison
1: pull the van over
0: yeah pull the van over let everybody out and let's pay
1: all right i'll open the door they need fresh air thank you all right okay i'm pulling the van over turn signal watch out woman driver oh dear christ that's even that's
0: that was horrific well it's see, accurate that... they can't drive oh, I know. Over, oh, oh, oh
1: you, you get
0: no argument from me on that one
1: I, we're so on the, the fucking same page. cotton truck. Move over, move okay. over. We don't
0: need to talk about. Okay, let's let's. Okay, we're done. We're done.
1: Okay, I'm on the Saturday Road. Thank you. We're done. All
0: right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, as we're getting off to a crazy start here on the Bootscast, um, this, ladies and gentlemen, uh, is again our classic pay per view reviews. Now, for those of you who are not quite familiar with these, here's basically how they work. Uh, Gator and I take a look at classic pay per views from WWE, WCW, and ECW, Rick? and we. Look Look at it from the perspective of not just uh, two people who are fans of wrestling, but also two people who work in the business. Uh, Gator is, of course, a a wrestler, a manager. He's been a referee, he's been an announcer, he's popped the popcorn, runs a wrestling school. He pretty much got the industry covered. Um, I myself have been a commentator, ring announcer. Um, I've done some managerial work. Uh, I've most of it behind the scenes, one in the ring, uh, and then of course I've also um, done street team shit that I hope to god I never have to do again and I never will do again. And I pretty much got the industry covered on that. So the pay-per-view we're looking at this week is this is a pretty good one. We're going we're going far back on this one, ladies and gentlemen, and that is Starcade eighty five. 1985 The Gathering Should have been called something else, we'll get to that later Um, but Starcade 85 Was the third annual Starcade professional uh, professionally wrestling closed circuit television Event produced by Jim Crockett Promotions Under the National Wrestling Alliance Banner. Uh, it's still considered a WWE pay-per-view Even though it was done by the NWA It took place on November 28th, 1985 From the Greensboro Coliseum Complex in Greensboro, North Carolina, and the Omni Coliseum in Atlanta, Georgia. So there were two Different places, uh, with the event going back And forth from both arenas. Uh, had 30,000 people combined so there was 15,000 in one building 15,000 in another building and it had uh, the WWE Network included uh, the previous Starcades uh, which had been transmitted via closed circuit television alongside the rest of the Starcades in the pay-per-view section. So on the Peacock, uh, you can see uh, these pay-per-views. So that's how we were able to see them and add them uh, to the list. Because even though it was closed circuit television, Starcade is still considered a pay-per-view so that's why we're including it in the this, uh pay-per-view review and all i gotta say is um before we even get to the matches they called this Starcade 85 the gathering what they should have called it is Starcade 85 there will be blood because there it, 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 way too much fucking blood in this overall show before we even get to the matches Hold on. wait a
1: minute wait a minute too wait a minute much. i think we need to i need think we need to practice something Okay Vinny and I Okay For anybody that gets excited When you hear two different points of view for me and Vinny You're gonna hear it in this Vinny and I are gonna disagree On quite a few of things though. Yes yeah. or no?
0: Yes Very much so Yes
1: This is Vinny will tell you This is southern wrestling This is what I grew up on This is what I teach This is what I, I try to portray When I go to work This is This is This is what Gator likes yes. So I will defend this to death
0: Yeah But I'm just saying I, and I'm all for I, I'm all for blood in wrestling but there. this is the problem with this paper with this show and also um, and also I will say with modern wrestling in general you either have companies at the WWE that do little to no blood or you got companies like AEW and Impact Wrestling who overkill it yeah. you very yes, seldom
1: show, no.
0: you very seldom find a show that has the appropriate amount of blood they're either not doing it enough or they're going way too fucking far and this show went way too fucking far
1: well well you got to remember let's let's remember something this was the biggest show for Jim Crockett this is their WrestleMania, so blood was a big deal back then. So if you think about it on a big show, it makes sense. Okay.
0: Well, I also saw here uh, another thing I noticed, and this was a little awkward. Is while the announcers talk at the beginning of the show, I noticed a lot of random glitches and awkward transitions, like some the so the closed circuit TV. They were still working out a lot of kinks.
1: That's is, this is exactly right. But here's the thing: it's great wrestling. It's so worth it. Trust me. I'm gonna be saying. Not
0: a lot. Yeah, and I also noticed this, and mm-hmm. I have no objections to it. It's just something I'm pointing out. Mm-hmm. They started the show with the playing of the national
1: anthem. Yes, the way you're supposed to start a show.
0: Yeah, well, To me, it was a little weird because the only time I've ever seen that done is either at indie shows. A lot of indie shows do that. And also, mm-hmm. the WWE only does it on patriotic holidays. It's not something not that you see. Not necessarily.
1: They do it at WrestleMania. No, at WrestleMania, they do America the Beautiful. But, but still, it's a patriotic song. Yes, so but, I'm this talking makes about the, sense.
0: but I'm talking about the National Anthem. Like, America the Beautiful, you don't necessarily, I, I, unless I'm wrong, someone can correct me if I'm wrong, but, like, I know for the National Anthem, you're supposed to stand. But for yeah. America the Beautiful, you don't really have to stand for that one.
1: Most people do. Though.
0: Most people do, but if you don't, it's not like you're a dick if you don't. You know? Yes. National Anthem, yes. you don't stand, you're a dick. But the, but America the Beautiful, it's kind of like an option. It's optional. Like, it's patriotic but it's not, like, insanely patriotic.
1: But when they start singing about O Jose, it's, you know... Exactly, yeah, you know. But but I'm going to say something, okay? This is going to be the rare, rare moment okay. where Vinny and I don't agree. So strap in and get ready, because I enjoyed the hell out of this and Vinny did. E-
0: yeah, I have had my, uh, my quirks, mixed feelings.
1: But... You had mixed feelings.
0: Okay, so we're going to kick things off here after we got... Now, that's just stuff that I noticed on the overall show. Now we're going to get into the matches. So our first official match of the evening for the... The vacant NWA Mid Atlantic Heavyweight Title. We have Crusher Khrushchev versus Sam Houston.
1: Very Darso. Very Darso is Crusher, Crusher. um But anyway, this was this was kind of a stretched out squash match. Crus, Crus, the Crusher wins with uh, the you know the the sickle clothesline. Uh, Houston has a lot of energy in it. It's an okay opener, but it's just very energetic, and it, it's weird to have this energetic guy against this slow-moving, brooding Russian. It didn't quite fit yet. Yeah, but it wasn't. It wasn't terrible. I mean, wasn't wasn't the worst thing ever. I mean, I rated one for the job squad.
0: Okay, uh, for me, I kind of liked it. I liked this opening match a little bit. Like, I I noticed the uh, you know, like Crusher was kind of doing this Hogan-esque moment um, where he kind of like because because there's one. Thing that Hogan always did in his matches, where he does the where he locks up and then throws the guy into the corner. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was kind of cool because I've seen Hogan do that. The only difference is Hogan would do it and then start posing. Crusher does it and then just starts trash talking.
1: Yes, which works perfectly. See, here's the thing. This is a this is southern wrestling, so it's a little it's a little bit slower. It's a little more crowd-intensive. Excuse me, and a little more, and a little more about the story. And the story is: this is a vacant title. This is this young, pristine little baby face whose daddy was a child molester. And just saying, fuck Grizzly Smith. But anyway, this young second-generation talent is is doing his damnedest to to hold his first title, to his first glory, to get out from underneath the foot that he he had, and make a name for himself against this anti-American establishment Russian badass from Minnesota. Yeah. (laughs) Barry darso is from Minnesota so that's why it's funny yeah there was there was an old story that uh I was told one time where darso used to talk in the southern and the sorry the Russian accent on the plane and and Arn Anderson said darso we know it's you you're from Minnesota shut up Wait, it, was was it-, the, it was all the boys on it was all the boys on plane
0: okay that's what that was gonna be my next question because I can understand I forgot it,
1: that I forgot to add that it was Crockett's private plane.
0: okay yeah because if it's if you're doing the if you could if you don't really have that accent you're doing it on Crockett's private plane it's like dude come on I get it if you're when on you're a doing coach the,
1: flight. When you're doing in front of the boys, it's one thing. Like, like, if I'm talking like this out here in public, it's because, you know, I'm co But But when I come out and I go, hey, to the boys, it's, it's a little different.
0: Exactly. It's a little different. So, and, and the thing I noticed here, and maybe, and again, since Gator loves Southern wrestling, he can maybe explain this part to me. At one point in the match, the ref was kind of like spinning his fists. What the hell does that mean? Oh, spinning his fists? Like, he has his fist. He's kind of like, Doing a circular thing with his hands.
1: Okay, it was Sunny. Okay, the referee is Sunny Fargo, which is bullshit because I'm just gonna be honest with you. It's never been Sunny and Fargo. No, it hasn't. <laughs> Sorry, that was funny to me. Um, but yeah, no, Sonny funny. Fargo. Funny. Sonny Fargo has had wrist problems, so he's probably working his wrist out.
0: Okay, because like he was taking his hands and like doing some kind of spin move. What is this? Yeah, wrist. but when you
1: hit your hand on that fucking mat, them old, them old fucking southern rings were shit. Okay. They were hard as a motherfucker. That's that's what I can't make some of these young guys understand now. Even these guys out here in AEW and all them WWE, whatever. They got they got better rings than they used to have. These old rings used to be hard fucking. Terrible ass ring.
0: Yeah. So you think
1: about it, he was hitting his hand a couple times on that hard fucking ring. Yeah. Wouldn't you be sitting there going fuck my wrist? Yeah.
0: And also what I loved about this match was it was it was and and, and when I say weird, I mean this in a good way. This is a compliment mm-hmm. that I'm giving. With all the shit we see so far in modern wrestling, it was nice to see just a match. Punches, counters, blocking moves, hip tosses, scissors, head scissor takedowns. Like it's like Crusher was wrestling like, you know, a badass rush is gonna kill you and Sam is like the wrestler and Crusher's like the brawler and they blended their styles together to make shit work. And I thought that was very impressive in this
1: match. Well, that's exactly what you're supposed to do, you know. Yeah. You want, you want to you want to tell a story, and that's the story. They know. That's what makes Southern wrestling great. Is there's stories in this shit. Yeah. That's what makes wrestling wrestling. They're telling a fucking story. They're getting you oh. worked up. I mean, these are these gimmicks. These characters are are just these. You get what I'm saying? Everything's different. It's not just just here's my lines. It's Feeling it's emotion. Yes, mm-hmm. I'm getting excited.
0: No, I agree. And then, uh, crush. And then, of course, um, apparently Sam Houston's finisher is the bulldog, and okay. and
1: uh, he- Crusher's is the sickle clothesline.
0: Yes, I love that the sickle.
1: I put it print vicious
0: vicious clotheslines, so I can remember it. But I put in the word sickle. And Crusher gets at, at one point, Sam Houston finally hits the bulldog on Crusher. Yeah. Goes for the cover. Here's what I love. Crusher put his foot on the rope. Yep. I love that because he didn't bury his finish.
1: And you see that a few. And you see that a few times. That's the way they would. That's the way they would work around. That. He's not burying the kids. Finish. It's just, and it tells that story of wrong place, wrong time. Yeah. Oh shit! You got to do a little more now because he's, you know, you weren't paying attention. He's aware of the ring, and it makes Crusher look like a veteran, even though he ain't not
0: Exactly. I mean, I just thought that was very well done. So I liked that. And so, so this opening match, I did enjoy. It was, it was awkward to see because I wasn't used to it, because I hadn't seen it in forever. But mm-hmm. when I saw it, it was enjoyable. I mean, the both these guys worked very well together. And in the end, Crusher gets the Mid-Atlantic heavyweight title. He's now the champ. Yes. and
1: But you hold on for a good little while.
0: Yes, and then we move on to the next oh, match of the evening: a Mexican Death Match,
1: which is basically just some burger on a pole.
0: Yeah, uh, Raging Bull, Manny Fernandez versus Abdul the Butcher with Paul Jones. Paul Jones with his manager. And this match has this stipula- the stipulation is no pinfalls, no DQ, no, no referee stoppage for loss of blood. Surprisingly, and the. the The only way to win is to climb the pole and grab the sombrero. Mm
1: Mm-hmm. Gator? Now, now, this fucking thing is bloody as fuck, which you have to expect being as Abdullah. Yes. Abdullah using a fucking spike on it on Manny's head. Manny's in street clothes, which you never you don't see that very often in wrestling matches anymore. Um, not a lot of guys think that anymore. You know, Back- here's the thing: in the in the 80s and the 70s, when you were- when you would do your promo, it was asked of you that you come like you're gonna fight. If you're in a street fight, you come like you're dressed for a fucking street fight. Street clothes. You know, Manny's got his fucking boots on. He's in a hardcore type of man, so he's not dressed as a wrestler, you know, he's, this is tape, that's, again, that's the story that I keep telling everybody about, this Southern rust. and these guys have pissed each other off to the point where now we have to have this Texas death, this, I'm sorry, not Texas death, man, Mexican death, so he's jabbing him with that damn spike, uh, and then Jesus Christ, man, he does a fucking monkey flip on Abdul, um, if you if this doesn't make you go to the cop and want to pull this shit up now, what's wrong with you? You're not a wrestling fan. He again, Manny Fernandez does a fucking monkey flip on Abdullah the Butcher. He then uses his cowboy boot, the edge of it, which is supposed to be sharp, air quotes, around sharp, to open up Abdullah. So then we got everybody's bleeding. There's blood everywhere. I mean, it, they're really selling this. <laughs> it's that, that's the whole concept of this. Manny suplexes freaking Abdullah, who then responds by stabbing Manny in his fucking dick. Manny comes back, there's flash off the ropes while he's in his socks because he's got his boot off and he's done throwing it out because he's using it as a weapon. That's the way these work. This kind some of hardcore matches with tables and, and bouncing off of shit. You use what... What I can't make people understand is, is you use what is around the ring or what you bring with you. He had his cowboy boots on. That's what he used. Abdullah had a spike. That's what he used. The, the fucking head turban thing. They used that as object to choke each other with. I mean, things that you see under and around the ring, a toolbox, a freaking fire hydrant, not fire hydrant, fire extinguisher. <laughs> Fire extinguisher.
0: These are the things that you would use. Somebody brings a fire hydrant to the ring, you're
1: going to jail. Not a fire hydrant, I meant a fucking fire extinguisher. I know, I'm being sarcastic. I got you. But anyway, Abdullah misses with a corner splash, Manny scurries up the pole, like he's fucking Darby Allen running to go jump off some shit, and he wins the Mexican death match when he grabs a sombrero, and uh, my rating for this is five out of seven Nick (laughs) Cage's.
0: Okay. All right.
1: All right. Here, here's the thing. I enjoyed this. I'm being sarcastic about the Nick Gage part. I know you so are. much about the blood, but it's this this was enjoyable. Like it's something different. Now
0: here's the thing. At this point, I'm not annoyed by the blood. I heard Abdullah the Butcher's name.
1: That's his gimmick.
0: Yes. I, if I hear the name Abdullah, I know there's gonna be blood. And here's the thing. If you're one of the, if, you're, if you're looking at your gimmicks and trying to decide, okay, which one of our gimmicks should warrant some Bleeding in a match. If Abdullah's on the card, accept the fact that his match is gonna have blood, and then kind of do rock paper scissors to decide who the other match is gonna get have the blood in it. Cause if if only one match is allowed to have blood, and Abdullah's on the card, he wins.
1: That's that's not. But that's not the point about the eight. During the eight. During the eighties. During the eighties. These fucking these fucking Tennessee fans. These Mid Atlantic fans. Cause Jim Crockett is around. Is around this area. Georgia, Florida, Tennessee. Those areas. they're bloodthirsty fucking fans, but it has to be believable. Why is this person being busted open? Yeah. So, so but yeah, it's so, not like it's not like nowadays where you where you fucking just blade in front of God and everybody and fuck the magic up. Yeah. So, but I'm just saying, clear,
0: yes. But with Abdullah, I get it. I understand there's gonna be blood. Here's oh. so I get it, and, and and what I also liked about it was I'm like, okay, there's a poll. So there's a sombrero on a pole. They have to get. So from a psychology standpoint, I'm expecting. That This match to be different than the match I just saw. Because I'm expecting to see, okay, the majority of this match should be trying to grab the goddamn sombrero. Whatever you're doing in the match, you're trying to work your way to that pole to grab that sombrero. So I'm not expecting a man of a thousand holds match here. And if you work an on a pole match like that, you're an idiot. That's my opinion. If something is on a pole and you have to grab it, whatever moves you're doing should revolve around trying to grab that sombrero... Because the whole concept of making a match believable is try to win, not lose. And the only way I can win is to grab that sombrero. So it doesn't really matter how crisp my moves are. If I can't reach the fucking sombrero, I ain't winning this goddamn match. And I like that these two kept that in mind. I do think Manny taking off his boots was re goddamn Because now he's wrestling the rest of the match in socks, which I'm like, I thought that was a little re-goddamn-diculous. I like the belt around his fist, punching him. I thought that was great great right. and the cowboy
1: boots though they got the shark spurs and the pointy toes
0: yeah but it's one of the it's one thing to take one of them off but he had like both of them off now he's not wearing any boots at, at their, it looks cool in the moment but we'll look at the long term match it, eventually he looks stupid running around the ring in fucking socks but then he eventually manages to suplex Abdullah crowd goes freaking wild as well they should motherfuckers 460 yes. pounds yes well
1: they, they went nuts when he fucking flipped
0: it. yeah but at one point here's another here's another issue I have Manny goes to climb for the hat Abdullah hits a low blow and if you look real closely when he hits the low blow he has whether that was a spike or a fork whatever he was using to cut the other guy he low blows him with the spike in his hand I said that. How the fuck is that not the finish? It should be. That that should be it. There should be no, he's building momentum. He nails the flying burrito. Fuck you and your burrito. How about that? You just got hit in the nuts with a spike. Game over. Everything Manny did after that was phony as fuck. Or as a certain relative in Gator's family would say, phonier than a football bat. Everything Manny did after that low blow was not believable in any way shape, or form. And if you don't believe me, come on over to my house, I'll stab you in the nuts, and then you tell me you can nail a flying burrito. The only way you're nailing a flying burrito is if you have a burrito in your hand while I stab you, and with your last ounce of strength, you chuck the burrito at me. That's the only way that shit is happening. And then he goes to the top rope for a splash, and misses. Abdullah goes for a spear. Why? He goes to the ring post, and then Manny climbs up to grab the hat, Paul Jones goes to attack him, which and Paul, it is the thing that bothered me—that's the one time Paul Jones gets involved. Uh,
1: yes, because that's the one. <laughs> I'm, I'm just saying. Went, we're going to talk about the managerial shit here in a
0: minute. I yeah, I mean, look, and I'm not, I know, look, I understand that. You know, I'm not saying Paul Jones should be interfering every five seconds because Gay and I have talked that. We talked about this before when it came to Zelina Vega. That mm-hmm. as a manager, you get at least anywhere from two to three interference spots, depending. on the seriousness of the rivalry. But at max, it's two. But if it's a heated rivalry with a lot of emotion, you can can go up to three. But that's about it. Other than that, you're not supposed to overdo it. But half the time, Paul's pretty much just standing there in a match with no DQ. Not even like a trip with the cane or not even like when he's near the thing, whacking him like a goddamn pinata off the thing. Like nothing. It's like he waited till the finish to fucking do anything it's like dude you got at least two there were a few moments in that match where you could have did something and even when he tried to climb up it was like it was almost like he was not even trying to stop him if that makes sense i don't know gary you you've done more manager stuff than i do am i am i am i completely off base here i think i'm making a point but am no, i completely off no, base you're, here? you're right on it you're right on it okay because i'm just like dude i can see why he didn't manage for very long or if he did Paul it, Jones.
1: here's the thing with paul jones paul jones was the worker before he was a man oh he
0: definitely should have known better then okay i was trying to give him the benefit (laughs) of the doubt maybe just some random dude okay he ain't a random dude so this is worse
1: it gets it gets worse later on in this pay-per-view but no shit
0: But anyway, that those were the things that bothered me. Other than that, it was a good match. But I felt like, you get stabbed in the nuts, that's it. You should not be getting back up. Like, I don't want to disrespect Manny Fernandez, but when I saw him get stabbed in the nuts and get back up,
1: that's something I would expect Kenny to do. So, I don't know if I have, if I have told you this before, but I'm going to tell you why I'm not shitting on Manny very hard. Go ahead. <laughs> Man, manny and wahoo were the ones that trained my grandfather so in turn they technically trained the man that trained me but yet if you got uh, stabbed he, in the dick you know that's game over right well no it's high ecology anyway that's what I'm saying I, I just I know how manny is so I can't say shit okay that's
0: fine all right so on that note I ladies still,
1: I still talk to him from time to time he's actually a really good dude oh.
0: okay well um hopefully there's other matches we'll see of him where he's awesome and I won't have to hold that against him
1: but yeah but yes but you don't want to watch AWA pay-per-views n-
0: no I don't but anyway we'll we'll move on from this uh we have our next match of the evening oh this is gonna be fun a Texas bullrope match uh Ron Bass versus Black Bart with James J. Dillon
1: okay so the stipulation here is is if Ron Bass wins this Texas bullrope match then he gets a special five minute Texas bullrope match with J.J. Dillon it's kind of the same concept with the uh you know five minutes with the manager yes um anyway ron bass comes out pretending he's stan hansen um now now i enjoyed this but i'm just gonna be totally honest with you You know what mr bujirani guess what what i got a fever and you know what the only prescription of this fever is more cowbell more cowbell this whole fucking match was nothing but cowbell oh my god (laughs) It's all cowbell. The whole thing is cowbell. There's no, there's no, no fucking uh, suplexes, arm bars, suples. It's punching, kicking, and cowbell, baby.
0: I do a disservice to myself in this match if I don't bang the hell out of this cowbell.
1: More cowbell. Seriously, that's all this match. Uh, and. Jesus Christ. God damn the blood when when Black Bart fucking goes and gets it. That motherfucker gigs, boy. <laughs> that boy gigs, but he don't gig as good as JJ Dillon. So, yeah. oh, so uh... alert. So yeah, so the first
0: time there was blood, it's like, all right, it's Abdullah. Then we see some bleeding here, and we're like, all right, it's a bull rope match. They're hitting each other with we got we're, we got we got the cowbells going. So all right, here's the thing: well, I got it. Ron Bass it.
1: wins with the cowbell on the rope, and then we get then we get Ron Bass versus. Hold on, before we get MJ. to that, hold on, don't jump in. We're ahead. not getting there yet. We're, we're still just talking about Ron.
0: Yeah, that's a separate match. So we're we're talk, we're focusing on this right now. Okay, I got.
1: You. I so, got you but god damn the cowbell off the top is just like yeah. you can overdo the cowbell
0: yeah and here's so here's the things you know I, I got a problem with okay so they get hooked up to the bull rope the bell rings Black Bart tries to pull him in Ron kicks him in the gut nails him with the cowbell so we're already off to that start right there so he hits him in the head with the cowbell repeatedly busts him open alright he then tries to choke him with the rope and keeps attacking him with the bell again it's different from the other matches which I'm liking it I like the variety apparently these guys used to be tag team partners and were managed by J.J. Dillon. That's how this story came about. Because my first question is, why am I seeing two people with a cowboy gimmick fighting each other? This looks stupid. Oh, wait, they were tag teams and actually they would both be cowboys. Thank you for the explanation. Yeah. So both these guys are bleeding it, and this match is probably going on maybe by this point. Let me see if I got my, uh, let's see. So this bull rope match lasted a good eight minutes and 34 seconds. Yes, yeah, eight minutes, 34 seconds. It's about, we're about halfway through this match. It took four minutes for Ron Bass to process that, gee, I'm getting hit with a cowbell. We gotta have more cowbell. If a cowbell is swinging at my head, maybe I should, gee, I don't know, block the fucking cowbell?
1: By the way, side note, that was Mr. Bugirelli's attempt at a Christopher Walken impersonation.
0: Well, no, 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 you see. I don't like
1: Christopher Walken. (laughs) Well,
0: you know, if I wanted to have more cowbell, if I wanted to do. Christopher Walken, I'd have more of a higher voice. Okay, well... Because this really bothered me. You see, he waits till four minutes into the fucking match before he finally decides, you know what? Maybe I should stop this cowbell from hitting me in the head.
1: But you know what this match really needed?
0: More man And here's the thing. They're exchanging blows. Bart goes for a clothesline and misses and winds up going over the top rope. Now, usually when one person goes over the top rope and a person's like about to hit the floor or go into the floor, usually that's a good time. Don't you think maybe here, gee, maybe we should have a hanging spot with the rope.
1: There you
0: go. No, I'm just going to follow him outside, and we're going to fight out on the floor. Yep. And to which, this is confusing me. I'm, well, I'm a little I'm confused just, here. Hold on, hold on. He, and well, I, was gonna say, I
1: was going to say one thing. I was going to say, it's confusing anyway, because this match ends in pinfall and not the traditional four touches. See,
0: see, now, see, you just you just stepped over what I was about to say. See, Ron wraps the rope around Bart's neck, clocks him with the cowbell repeatedly, goes for a cover. What the fuck is a pinfall doing in a goddamn bull rope match? It's Supposed to be corner, 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 corner. And it's weird because I put the modern guys on blast for fucking this up. Turns out in 85, they're fucking up here as well. So yeah, I mean, I so because I shit on the modern guys for doing it, I gotta be fair and I gotta look at these guys from 85 and go, seriously, what the fuck is wrong with y'all? That this is not a bull rope match. Okay, there should be no pinfalls, there should be no submissions, no DQs, no count outs. First of all, you shouldn't be going out after outside the ring period in a bull rope match. There is no reason in a bull rope match, a chain match, a strap match, whatever the fuck it is to go out to the floor. This is strictly inside the ring. If somebody goes over the top rope, you can do a little hanging spot, but nobody they, should be going out to the floor. I think they were just trying to get their
1: shit in in the time yeah, they didn't have a lot.
0: Which you should not do. <laughs> It's about, it's about, it's about working the gimmick of the match to tell the story to do your business,
1: not about getting your shit in. Well, they did tell the story about two broken up tag teams and the manager that fucked
0: them, so. All right, so, yeah, so Ron goes top rope, nails Bart with the cowbell, he gets the win, we move on to the next match of the evening, another bull rope match with a five minute time limit. Ron Bass versus James J. Dillon. So,
1: we get more (laughs) cowbells. If you have a look, if you have a fetish for cowbells, you would love this shit, okay? <laughs> So JJ gets hit, he gets strapped up, and now he gets his ass kicked with the cowbell for two or three minutes. Then Bass hits JJ with the cowbell. We get this is when JJ gigs like a fucking champ. He 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 went in there and got it. Yeah. Which which side note um look out here in the next couple of in the next week or two from whenever we air this uh I will be making a gigging video showing you how we bleed. Yes. 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 Educational purposes only.
0: Yeah, we're definitely gonna be. Yeah, we've been meaning to make that video. We're gonna definitely gonna do that.
1: Educational purposes only. But anyway, yes. That fucking goes in there and he gets him some good one, and JJ bleeds like a fucking champ, like he drank a beer or he took an aspirin or something. He fucking bled like a champ. uh Which is which by the way, this is Crimson Mask number four in the show.
0: Yeah. Again, Star eighty five. there will be blood.
1: I miscalculated it's number five. Yeah, yeah. So Star 85, there will be blood. So we have then we have a Ralph Bump and Black Bar comes in and fucks and fucks Ron Bass with the power driver. Now, remember, this is the time in, 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 in our lives when the power driver was closely guarded. Nobody got up from the fucking power driver. And guess where he power-drived him, children? Guess where he power-drived him, Mr. bujarelli Where? On the fucking cowbell. <laughs> JJ pins and wins. So basically, this is called getting your heat back. So they got the fucking heels heat back. The baby goes over, and they get the heels fucking heat back.
0: Wow. That's sure. like the story of Christmas. And so, <laughs> JJ. Yeah, James J. Dillon got the win, which I thought was good. You know, they're continuing the rivalry. That's all that does. Yeah, exactly. So it's like, I got the heat back. And that tells me that this, I'm assuming this feud probably went on a little bit after that, sometime after that. No, no,
1: no, no. That wasn't, that was not to, okay, that was not to help Black Bart. That was specifically to help J.J. because you know you're going to see J.J. with the fucking horsemen later.
0: Yeah, that's right. They do eventually form the horsemen.
1: So that's how that works. Yeah. all about, because, Right after this is when they form the horse. Yes. I think. I think. I want to say it's right after. It was, su- so it was definitely around you got time JJ, yet. you got JJ in a high capacity. Plus, plus, we've got Buddy Landau coming later on the card, who JJ's with. So, we have to, you're getting the heat back to help further a, a, an incident that's going to take place later. I don't want to give it away now, but you get what I'm saying? That's why the heat got back? Yeah. The heat got back to further the show because JJ's going to make another appearance.
0: Yes, so it was benefiting that more than anything.
1: Yes, that was the only reason why they did All right. Anyway, I rate this match with more fucking cowbell. (laughs) Yep,
0: that's what we got.
1: I got a fever. And the only prescription. The only prescription is more cowbell.
0: Yeah, I'm feeling it. I got to have it, baby. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Will Ferrell. Yes, (laughs) he was amazing with that cowbell. I'm debating whether or not you know, you know. I'm thinking that might be. I got a good feeling we're probably going to make that part of the this the, this episode. Either that'll be like the intro or the outro that we put. Maybe the song will be the intro. The sketch will be the outro. I don't know what we're going to do, but I feel like we got to have cowbell. Maybe bill.
1: the sketch is the outro, or we just get a clip of Will of Will Ferrell just saying
0: more count. We'll figure it out We'll make it happen Yeah, exactly And on that note We're moving on to the next match of the evening We got ourselves an arm wrestling match We've got Superstar Billy Graham Versus The Barbarian With Paul Jones Great Paul Jones comes out
1: with The Barbarian They come out to the ring Here comes Superstar Billy Graham He's wearing the tie-dye And the trunks with the cap And he's, you know, the cap backwards and he's doing his whole thing. And... (laughs) He's he's just he's just a superstar baby that's his thing so uh, yeah 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 Billy Graham wins this and are we going into the match after this or uh, we're g-
0: we're gonna get into the match um because
1: are we going into the match or are we just gonna we gonna well, why don't we just lump it together because it really kind of
0: Ho- hold on hold on let's let's I want to talk about this so the winner of this match was gonna get ten thousand dollars correct and the match is over when the back of someone's hand hits the table and correct. I thought this arm wrestling match first of all it has barbarian in it and both of us are good are, both of us know Barb very well so Amazing. kudos so it was fun to see and I thought it was great psychology
1: can we Can we just can I just can I throw this in here real quick God bless the Barbarian yes so I just
0: thought it had great psychology I thoroughly enjoyed that immensely
1: mm-hmm.
0: and also I liked that you know Barbarian had the upper hand Billy Graham makes the comeback it was I was nice that they they dragged it out like they didn't make it something yeah, that they
1: was were- because this was a big angle they were running. So I watched a couple of the TVs before this. And this was the big angle they were running. There was a lot of interference with Paul, by Paul Jones. And the, my barbarian is stronger than you kind of thing. Exactly. He's the real superstar.
0: And it was just, the story was told very well. So yeah. I enjoyed that. So, And then after that, um, obviously, Paul Jones immediately attacks Billy Graham after he wins the money. With a cane. With a cane. <laughs> which he sold. <laughs> which he sold, yes. Billy Graham actually... She sold the cane shot.
1: Always, always. sell the cane shot. Well, yes, always.
0: And so some people out there shouldn't I? What, shouldn't I sell it sometimes? Always.
1: Always sell the cane. If you want, especially if I'm fucking using it.
0: Yes. If you want to live.
1: If you want to live.
0: Live long and prosper. That's you. That's how you do it. So and then so we get and then we get into the match and okay. This is after,
1: this is after Billy Graham won ten thousand dollars in Monopoly money.
0: Yes. <laughs> He's got a, he's got plenty of uh, houses and hotels.
1: He's done Pasco, go. He's done collect two hundred, and now it's ten grand
0: anyway so so now the barbarian takes over the beatdown as the bell rings start the match and uh gator it's a
1: hot it's a Pearl Harbor job Are you ready?
0: are you you ready for the shocker y'all ready to be shocked surprised Uh mortified flabbergasted at what I'm about to say you ready for the shocker Billy Graham's bleeding there's a fucking surprise anybody shocked was anybody shocked
1: I wasn't shocked anybody shocked here's the weird weird thing this thing this thing goes fucking off-the-rails the rails wit. <laughs> you just...
0: I mean, look. This
1: thing goes off the rails quick, and then the barbarians disqualified for what?
0: That lasted three minutes, three minutes and two seconds, and there's blood. Come on now. Yeah, but then I there's get...
1: a disqualification. Then there's a there's a fucking disqualification out of nowhere. Yeah, I, I'm aware. You know, it, we're gonna get to that in a second, but it's just weird. But it, it, come on. I I get, even Tony Schiavone get... was like, "Why and the fuck
0: were they doing a It's like I get it. It's Southern wrestling, y'all. Tennessee fans are bloodthirsty, but come on. You can't, you can't justify that. That's just goddamn ridiculous. This was just, this is fucking stupid. Now, we're getting into dumbass territory here with the goddamn blood. Okay? A three-minute match does not need blood. We didn't need it. Billy didn't need the blood. Barbarian didn't need to bust him open. The blood benefited no one in this match. Literally fucking no one. There's that. So then, then, of course, Billy tried to build momentum. Now, they said here, I remember Tony saying, when Billy locked in the barrel, he goes, that's his Bear hug. Was that Billy Graham's finisher? Or-
1: yes, that was his that was his thing back then was he had a, he had the grip strength that was hard to break.
0: Okay. He's like, that's cause because that, normally you can go, oh, this is a bear hug. He goes, That's his bear hugs. So that told me, oh shit, this is like
1: Yeah, that, that, and that's what a good commentator does. He sells that. So
0: Yeah. And then Barb starts to lose oxygen. The DQ came when Paul Jones whacks him with the cane.
1: Yeah, but it's so weird because even Tony's like, Why was there a DQ? The bell just rang. Um why was there a DQ? Thank um he, he, a manager
0: hit him with a cane and the match had DQs on it.
1: Right, but at yeah. least he sold the cane.
0: Yes, but I'm saying that there's not, it's not that weird. The, the manager interfered in a match.
1: And there was a DQ, right? Yes, exactly. exactly. That's
0: that's, that's kind of how that works. <laughs>
1: well, I'm just going to say this now. Uh, we used to do things right back then.
0: I'm noticing, and I'm not denying that. I'm just saying we, we could chill on the blood. <laughs> that's all I'm saying. We could. We, you made your point. Some of you guys are already tough. You don't need the blood to prove
1: it moving on yes this is gonna This is gonna make you go what the fuck go ahead
0: oh, oh it already does so we're moving on here to the next match of the evening for the NWA National Heavyweight title Terry Taylor defends the title against Buddy Landell with James J. Dillon
1: yes yes Paul Lee off a wish everybody yes
0: we have the phony nature boy versus the big red cock the crows
1: and the referee with fucking mustard yellow shirt and pants <laughs> so it looks like he's going bowling In his in his fucking senior bowling league After the fucking match Pretty much Landau throws some really bad fucking His chops were not as good as flares Let's just be honest But the forearms look good Um, It's a pretty decent match Uh, The yellow referee is distracting though Seriously the yellow pants are the most hideous thing A grown man can ever wear Like it's back oh, oh yeah, totally. so Landau hits Terry with a, a nice clothesline And he attempts to kill the rooster But you know he ain't gonna No, no, no. (laughs) You're welcome.
0: You know, he ain't gonna die.
1: Maybe that's what we need to do. Oh, my God. Terry comes back in, tries to use a foreign object. Uh, well, he he's hit with a foreign object from Landell. I'm sorry, I'm trying to paraphrase my notes here. From Landell, ref goes down for our second ref bump of the night. Tara covers, puts Landell in a headlock. Landell shoves him off into the yellow man for the third ref bump. The foreign object, which was a shoe, gets thrown in by Dylan, J.J. Dylan, who's come down to the ring, and he's concussed, he looks fucked up, he's got the head bandage, so at least he's selling what had happened to him, but this is what pisses people off. He's now helping Buddy Landell. That was why they had to had to get his fucking heat back, son. I lost it. He comes down to the ring from being hit on the head with a fucking more cowbell, thinks that Landell's Ric Flair... Dusty goes off, uh, Dylan goes off uh, the apron to the floor, crowd pops big because everyone wants to see, everybody wants to see just unnecessary fucking (laughs) violence on (laughs) J.J. Dylan, and Terry goes for a suplex, but Dylan trips him, Landell falls on top, one, two, three, good match, good finish, nice manager spot, tells a really good story, fucking Mr. Mustard in the hallway with the candlestick. Goddamn. (laughs)
0: Yeah, pretty much. Um, although I will say, you know, there was some good wrestling involved here. I mean, both both these guys knew how to. Both these guys were great workers. You know, they just didn't have. But it was just Buddy Landell, of course, doing the 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 phony Nature Boy thing. Like nobody's.
1: Buddy, Buddy's problem is he's a great worker, but he can't stay out of cocaine long enough.
0: Well, yeah, but it was the '80s. Everybody was doing it.
1: Um, yeah, but that that's why Buddy had problems and never got pushed because he would no show. All
0: the goddamn time. Oh God, that's the
1: worst. He used to no-show motherfuckers all the time. All the time. I give this a Mister. I give this a Mister Mustard. <laughs> I mean,
0: and of course, because now now you said that the horseman didn't form until after
1: this, right? I think so. I'm not quite sure when the horseman formed.
0: Okay, because I'm trying to think to myself, JJ keeps, ca- at one point, he keeps calling Buddy the nature boy, which I thought was weird because I thought he managed the horseman. Why would Rick be okay with him saying, you know, Buddy Lando, the nature boy? I'm like, what? Why are you doing this? If I'm Rick, that's well, my I'm first question. What the, the fuck? The
1: four horsemen formed? Huh? The four horsemen formed in 85, with okay so it was the original four horsemen it's it's flair Oly um and tully so it's around this time
0: yeah so why is he calling buddy landell
1: the nature boy because he's been concussed that's he got only- hit with more cowbell
0: it's <laughs> the only logical explanation i can come up with because if i'm Rick, that's I'm what not- i'm
1: going with so
0: i thought that was dumb but overall the- it, it, it was but it works Yes, so of course um, Terry like falls on his back. Gary, Gary, buddy, gets the pin for the win because uh, as he's going for the superplex, JJ gets up and trips him, which I thought was a brilliant spot and it was good. Like this is a very good it's, match. That's
1: a damn good manager spot. Like I'm not, I'm not mad at that at all. I just there's too goddamn much yellow.
0: Yeah, exactly. Um, but overall, and yellow
1: fucked me up. I'm sorry. Yeah,
0: and to my knowledge, was there blood in this match? I don't think there. I don't know, I can't remember if there was.
1: This was the only match, with the exception of you know JJ. Jay- DJ's still with his fucking bandage head. There was no blood.
0: Yes. Okay, yes. So we have one miracle in the so there's a one reprieve. Okay, so we're good with that. And Buddy Landell's is the national heavyweight
1: oh, champion. Too, because this next match has no blood in it, but anyway. And
0: on that note, we move on to the next match of the evening for the NWA national tag team titles. The Minnesota Wrecking Crew defend the titles against Wahoo McDaniel and Jack Haynes.
1: Uh, great to see Wahoo here because, like I said, Wahoo was the one who taught my grandfather, and then my grandfather taught me how to chop. If you've ever seen Wahoo McDaniel chop, them fucking tomahawk chops are crisp. They're damn near as good as Ric Flair. Oh he oh yeah, he was chop- unpopular opinion. Don't give a fuck whether you agree with me or not. They're damn near as good as Ric Flair.
0: Oh yeah, his chops were brutal
1: Yeah, yeah. I learned how to chop like that So I have a similar chopping style
0: Yeah, and the thing is, he was chopping him I couldn't tell, was he from the angle of the camera when he was, It looked like he was either chopping him or slapping him Like, what was he doing there? He's
1: chopping him, but when he chops, he comes out Wahoo doesn't hit you with, with the fucking top part of, of his hand Like most guys do He comes in with the whole fucking palm And he's got a cup So when you're hitting it, he's fucking hitting you all palm Damn The Wahoo and Billy Jack Hayes are the United States Tag Team Champions. It's the NWA. There's a lot of fucking (laughs) belts. Arn wins the entire match being Arn Anderson. He's fucking awesome. The Minnesota Wrecking Crew defend their titles after a good tag tag match. Uh, Double A works his ass off, and it comes around, comes away with the pin over Wahoo with the help from Oli holding his foot, which is a really cool spot if I hadn't seen a similar spot right before. That's the only problem I got with this. This had a lot of great brawling, but the finish was a little too close to what I just saw with the trip spot. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And but but I do rate this well worth the watch. It's not a bad match at all.
0: Yeah. Although at one point, uh, I noticed that you know Aaron Anderson had some kind of like leg submission hold on Wahoo, where he trap where he like traps Wahoo with his legs, or he's doing some kind of like thing where he has his legs wrapped around and like cut off the oxygen. I don't know what he's doing here. But at one point, Wahoo starts tapping Arm's leg like with his hands. Now, I'm assuming that he's trying to tell him, hey, brother, ease up. I'm running out of air.
1: That,
0: that's probably what that was. Because I, th- I know that sometimes you can do like a little, and I've learned this, and, and, I, and I've, never been a, I've never done like pro wrestling, the amateur wrestling, but I've learned it. I know in karate, when I took karate as a kid, whenever they, they would do a move that involved twisting someone's arm, we would always like smack our arm or tap or smack a part of our body to kind of signal to the person, hey, dude, you're about to twist my arm out of the fucking socket, and they would know to yeah. stop. When we were practicing yep. moves. You
1: basically... Well, it's turn, a similar turn, thing, turn, turn, but turn. also the tap sometimes is to check to make sure if you're okay.
0: Okay, well, I'm going to say this.
1: It's the same concept as squeezing the hand. Um, The real famous one is called, it's called giving the Iggy. Yeah,
0: but what I want to say is they need to come up with a better signal in the ring. Because when he does that, it looks like he's tapping out.
1: But back then, it wasn't quite... That, that wasn't it yet.
0: Okay, I'm just saying that it, it looked like a tap out. So I was like... You know, y'all kind of so y'all kind of need a better signal in the ring. But that that's
1: was. not what, see, tapping out wasn't a thing yet. Tapping out didn't become a thing till the night.
0: Then how'd you have a submission match or a submission finish?
1: The arm drop.
0: That was it. Nobody ever
1: tapped out. Not officially like that, or they would signal the referee, "Hey man, I want, I'm done." Oh. So the arm drop was for when somebody passed the fuck out.
0: Yeah, I know
1: that one. And then be, be, it, most of the times, though, it was done by uh by shaking your head, going "Fuck," that me. I'm yes, I want to know. Oh. You'll see the referee get in there and go, "Do you, are you? Do you want to stop? Do you want to quit?" That's why he's. It's, it's 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 different. It's not. Taz was the first wrestler that was like, "Motherfucker, you gotta tap out." <laughs> Seriously, I'm being serious. No, I hear you. I hear you. I'm just like, okay. That was the reason that tap outs became a thing. Okay. Yeah. So, so at least that was good. That and the pop, that and the popularity of MMA and that concept. So that's when tap out became a thing. But back then, tap out wasn't a thing. Yeah. And then at one
0: point in the match, like, um, you know, Wahoo like is fighting everybody off. Gets the hot tag to Jack, who cleans house, does a meeting of the minds, a beat down. The Andersons cut him off. Oli is sent back to his corner, and then Wahoo just gets tagged back in for reasons that make no fucking sense. Like, why? Yeah.
1: I guess he was taking the pin, and it was wasn't quite set up the way they wanted it to I don't
0: that was stupid it's like why if the guy's exhausted and finally gets the hot tag why are you tagging him back in so goddamn fast that was
1: stupid it's, it's still a damn good match with a hell of a lot of great brawling
0: oh yeah well these guys knew how to brawl like you know uh, the Oli and R knew how to brawl most definitely and so yeah so overall fantastic match uh, Minnesota Wrecking Crew uh, I believe retained their titles in this match and then on that note we're gonna move on to the next match of the evening oh dear god um, wow. Uh, I got a lot to say on this one, ladies and gentlemen. We have an I Quit Steel Cage match for the NWA United States heavyweight title. Tully Blanchard with Baby Doll defends the title against Magnum TA.
1: Okay, I quit in the steel cage. I love this shit. Okay? There's been a, this was this was non sanctioned air quotes non sanctioned by the NWA. Non-sanctioned. They wouldn't sanction it. It was so dangerous that, that these two men had to agree upon it and it was it was dangerous. God damn the blood. The microphone. They're using things in this in the ring and around the ringside area. The cage. They're using their environment. Um it's just if You didn't even know what to look for, you wouldn't even see Magnum Blade, like, it's perfect. Uh, Magnum gets cut. Uh, this is the okay. This is the first of our tastes of the steel cage and someone being thrown into it. Magnum gets cut off the cage. Uh, the guys are really getting into it. Uh, there's a microphone, the choke with the wire, the rake, my Magnum. Uh, and you can't tell. If he, th- you know, what's going on with the microphone, but Earl, Earl Hebner's in there trying to. Do you want to quit? You hear, you hear these guys breathing. You hear the story they're telling. You hear the how everything when it hits it echoes off that microphone. Tully goes into the cage hard. He gets busted open. Magnum, he gets up, hits the silver arrow. They go on. Uh, do 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 do, do. Uh, Magnum picks Tully up by the hair, brings him up to his knees, holds the microphone up to his mouth. Now with the camera angle, it looks kind of funny. Weird, but he's holding it right there where his dick is, and then Tully gets the shot to the head with the microphone, and they're just headbutting each other, and then baby. Magnum actually bites Tully's fucking arm. Tully gets hit again with the microphone. This is just real good storytelling. This is this is two guys that hate each other. Two guys that wanted to settle the score. Two guys that were there because th- this this United States Championship it means a lot. But I fucking hate you. You fucking hate me. That's what this was about. Baby doll throws in a chair. Now the wooden chair ends up getting broken, but they end up using a piece of it. That kind of works out it's a little bit. It's a a little bit of everything uh they try to use the point of the chair. Magnum blocks it. Herb's back on his feet, and uh, then we get to watch attempted murder. Um, so, it, but really, honestly, since this is the big show, the piece they fight to get a hold of the stat of uh, the piece of chair. Uh, Tully gets stabbed in the forehead with it, which is an, which is nice. If you do if you do some kind of grotesque thing like that, five six seconds. You don't need to overdo it. Tully gets stabbed in the head. Says I quit. New United States champion. Magnum. The crowd goes fucking berserk. It's a must see classic. I'm just saying, I really enjoy it. Now, Vinny's going to rip this bitch apart because he doesn't like classic wrestling.
0: Okay, first of all, that's bullshit and you know it. Okay. I, I'm
1: aware. I just have to give you shit.
0: Yes. Well, first of all, I thought the what, what intrigued me about this was seeing an I quit steel cage match. Cause obviously to the modern fans, we we remember Roman Reigns and Jay Uso had a similar stipulation except they were in the hell in a cell. So Correct. that intrigued me. Baby doll, who's considered to be a perfect ten. I can I can see that somewhat. Um there was some solid wrestling in this. Uh now there was one thing I noticed and I didn't again, this is not necessarily I hate, it's just something weird. There's a difference between hate and weird. Just so want to make that clear. I found it was weird, in I quit match to see a microphone with a cord on it.
1: That was weird. Yes, but that was what they had. It's not, it's different times. This is not, they didn't, this isn't something you just have, bro. Well, yeah, I'm not, again,
0: I didn't say it's bad. I just said it was weird to see because I'm not used to it. So when you see it for the first time, you're kind of like, okay. But I liked it because it was used properly. They choked each other with the cord. It made, it worked very well. I liked the fact when they had the mic instead of the ref holding it up and the talk back and forth and all the trash and everything and the breathing and everything. That was great. Um, The match eventually turns into a brawl, which is good because again, It's different from all the other matches and once again there's fucking blood now obviously with the finish okay that's a bleeding moment I didn't need to see again and again people are gonna be like well it's in a cage fair enough but again the blood wouldn't bother me here if I didn't already see blood 20 fucking times already so at this point I'm like Jesus Christ you're overdoing it you're putting a hat on a hat on a hat on a hat
1: No, so, not really not really it's a different like I said it's a different product than what you're used to
0: so then and then at one point, and but the person. I really want to rip to shreds in this match. Oh God! Is Tully Blanchard? Oh God! Get him to ask a couple questions right now. By this point in this match, Tully Blanchard is someone you would consider to be a veteran. I assume. Correct. 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 Oh, okay. Uh, got some experience under his belt. Kind of knows what the fuck he's doing when he's in a ring. Correct. And I'm going to assume this is probably not his first I quit match. I'm sure he's had a few others, right? I don't,
1: I don't know that, but maybe.
0: Maybe. Yeah, okay, maybe, maybe, maybe. But he's at least maybe seen other people who had I quit matches. Probably was in the locker room. Well, I mean,
1: yeah, this was, this was Magnum's idea. I mean, this was
0: the idea. Yeah. No, 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 I don't I, I know, I know. I'm just trying to get some perspective here. Because I've never been in an I quit match. But I think even I'm smart enough to know that, number one, I'm not going to try to fucking pin somebody. Okay. <laughs> oh wait it, i gotta pin everything quick oh wait there are no pinfalls yeah Hold wait, wait look like a little like a fucking idiot time. on tv go ahead it's about as ridiculous as randy savage pinning Yokozuna in and the royal rumble i'm sure we'll get to that one at some point down the road not anytime soon okay, but, but
1: man, i have to justify this because there's a justifiable reason oh please i'm all ears have you ever been doing something that you've done a thousand times and then you've you do it impulsively and you don't realize you've done it when you've had a brain fart it was a bot shit happened they came they came off of it the right way the referees said, Hey man, you can't pin him. You don't think it was that he did that out of frustration. That's how you tell that off as a commentator. He He's frustrated because he knows he's gotten him beat in a normal situation, but it's not a normal situation. He's got to make him say, I quit. Well, yeah, if the commentators can cover it up
0: very well, that's fine, but I don't
1: know. Right. But that it's, it's, Part of the story. He, he, he's he got it beat. That's how you do that. It's just, it works, okay? It works. Don't, you're thinking too far into this. This is wrestling. This ain't fucking rocket science. I know it ain't fucking
0: rocket science, but I'm like, literally, you spent most of the match, like, there's a microphone in your face. You're seeing everything here. Like, that just looked dumb. And also, I have to correct yeah, Gator on... You're,
1: when you're injured and you've got blood and you're injured and you're not thinking clearly. Well, speaking of
0: not thinking clearly... I have to correct Gator on something. Oh, God. Gator said, Madnum grabbed the spike. He was stabbing Tully. Tully says, I quit. And foul. Foul on the play. Flag. Flag on the play. See, Tully was supposed to say, I quit.
1: It was not aud- audibly done on the fucking microphone.
0: You could yeah, but you can hear it and Tully, he didn't scream, I quit. He was supposed to scream, I quit. Now, the ref, should have grabbed the mic and held it up to Tully. So the referee's botching, but not only is the referee botching, Tully is botching because he's supposed to say, I quit. That is the concept of an I quit match. You torture your opponent to the point where they say, I quit. Does Tully say I quit? No. Does he refuse to quit? No. Tully sounds like he's in a bad horror movie and he's screaming, yes, yes,
1: yeah yes. because the rest are even asked him Tommy, me. do you quit? Do you quit?
0: I quit. It's supposed to be I quit. I quit. I quit. I quit. That's an I quit match. Fucking idiot.
1: It still it still works. It's still a fantastic match. Don't listen to Mr. Booderelli.
0: It's just 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 It's
1: stupidity. still a fantastic match. If you want to see real wrestling done the right way, in a grudge match done the right way, in a way that makes both guys look good, this Magnum is how t- you oh, do it. Oh,
0: Magnum T. A. looked good. Tully looked like it was his it was his first rodeo.
1: Don't listen to Mr. Booderelli. <laughs> Well, he's not managing was, anybody important. This was great. This is an instant classic. Gator's not managing anybody. Imp-
0: Gator's not managing anybody important. You'll still get to work. I Fuck you! This is a classic match. I'm sure it is, but it was not without stupidity. Like I said, the actual brawling was great. It's just tully. So was Derek
1: Shapiro's stuff, but you still call it a movie.
0: Well, that's good. Well, Derek doesn't have a lot of compelling scenes.
1: Right, because he's never been to director school. Anyway, what I'm saying is, is you work with what you have. The boys did good with what they had. Moving on. Fine. Let's move on. Don't let Mr. Don't let Mr. Bujarelli get fucked up. Fuck this match up for you. Watch (laughs) it for yourself and form your own opinion. It's beautiful.
0: Yeah, yeah. Until yeah, until you see until you see the stupidity and it takes you out of it. But anyway, we're 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 moving on to the next match of the evening. We got ourselves an Atlantis. This street. is the
1: part of the show where Vinny and I argue about shit because because we because I'm a traditionalist and he's not.
0: I am, but not to the extent that he is. You know.
1: Yes, it, I am. I grew up on this shit. Yeah. This is the kind of wrestling I was allowed to watch. It's like I didn't watch what everybody else got to watch in the nineties.
0: It's like the it, difference between the person who. Who, um goes to church every once in a while and the and then a person who knows the Bible forward and backward without even having to read it. There's a
1: difference. So would be, I would be the Bible knowing forward and backward. guy, exactly, then yes. he would be the occasional Catholic.
0: Yes. You know, I, I'm a Catholic in the sense <laughs> he goes on I'm he Catholic. goes
1: on Christmas and Easter.
0: Yeah. I'm a Catholic in the sense that if a cow is born in a tree, then it's a bird. I wouldn't say I'm a fanatic. So anyway, we move on to the next match of the evening. We have an Atlanta street fight. Jimmy Valiant and Miss Atlanta lively with Big Mama, which is
1: Ron, which is which is Ronnie Ron Garvin in a dress.
0: <laughs> yes, versus the Midnight Express with Jim Cornette.
1: I love it. This was this was kinda that weird thing where it's kind it's just supposed to be entertaining. Um it's an Atlanta street fight. Miss Atlanta jumps starts off by shooting white powder in Bobby Eaton's face. This is the big shit that you do to get to get over the fact that this is a big event. So she shoots white powder in the, into into uh, Bobby Eaton's face. Um if it was cocaine it would have been more powerful, whatever. Da da da. Um <laughs> if it was cocaine it was... brawl on the outside, uh while the blow is blowing all over the Ring. Dennis Condry busted open. Um, it's Southern wrestling, but damn, everybody has a title and everybody fucking bleeds. It's Southern wrestling.
0: Yeah, if it if it was actually if if it was if that white powder was actually cocaine, uh, you know, Chucky. I mean, Bobby would have turned into Popeye and started killing everybody. Oh my god.
1: Um. Uh, <laughs> So, Valiant, <laughs> Valiant does this this whole thing with Bobby. They're fighting. Bobby's busted open. Uh, the Midnight Express then starts throwing bags of cocaine, I mean, powder, at <laughs> Jimmy Valiant. Uh, we have no idea why you would do this. Uh, he's a hobo, I guess. I don't know. He's got hobo superpowers. Um, Dennis Condry stabs Valiant in the head with a fucking spike. Then, Missing uh, Man Lively uh, in drag then gets a, a face full of cocaine or yourself uh there's a horrific crime scene kind of looking situation um it kind of looks like a day at her abrams um <laughs> you know because there's a half-naked woman and a bunch of fucking blow uh, all,
0: all we're missing is uh the, the the baby oil
1: and the baseball bat yes anyway just like how grandpa, grandpa went Pulls the skirt off of, of fucking Miss Atlanta Lively. Um, Things that happen at a fucking wrestling show. Tony Savani is going, this is crazy. This is wild. And I'm sitting here going, yeah, Tony, it's fucking nuts. Um, Bobby Eaton gets his shirt right, pulled off. Now, remember, I, I don't know if I said this, but Jim Cornette, Bobby Eaton, Dan, uh, Dennis Condry are fucking geniuses. To get heat, they wore fucking tuxedos to a street fight. Genius. Genius.
0: Okay. Just fucking genius. Okay. Gator, I don't mean to cut you off, but just for the listeners out there so they can fully understand, why is it genius to wear tuxedos to a street because, fight? Because
1: they're we- these- Cornette is this pompous asshole who's got a rich mom and he can afford to give these guys tuxedos. So he's giving them tuxedos to wear so they look good because they want to look better. The storyline is they look better than the hobo and the fucking drag queen. It's the same concept as wearing street clothes to a street fight. Except for they're the Antichrist of it. Okay. You get what I'm trying to say? Yeah, I'm hearing you. I'm hearing you. Hello. Anyway. With enough cocaine that it looks like Herb Abrams could fucking OD all over the ring. Valiant's out, they're running around. The Midnight Express double teams, the drag queen. Uh not in not in the not in the sexy way, but in the wrestling way. Yeah, exactly. There's um, there's no get your mind out of the gun. Yeah. Get your mind out of the gutter. Yeah, there's um, no double like behavior here. Yes. Now now Miss Atlanta lively, she's got a fucking crimson mask, Southern Wrestling. Bobby Eaton jumps off the top rope, knocks the hell out of her with a perfect count. Ca- she knocks the hell out of him with a perfect counterpunch because it's, it's Ron. Ron Garvin had a fucking punch that looked perfect. That's why they called him Hands of Steel. Anyway, she pops Bobby in the chin. He sells it perfectly. Awesome fucking spot. pins Bobby. She wins the match. This is just pure magnificence. Magnificence? Yes. Once again, perfect. It was just balls out insanity and it really just sold this whole thing for just being as stupid. Then after this whole situation, Jimmy Jimmy. Now he rips Cornette's pants off. Drags, drags his ass. Gets his ass. Cornette gets his shirt ripped off. He's out there in his fucking skivvies, which is way more than I wanted to see. Way
0: more than any of us wanted to see.
1: Yeah, and they celebrate in the ring. So there you
0: go. Well, okay, so
1: did I hit the high spots enough on this?
0: Yes, I, I know. I, I do have some questions. Yeah. Okay, here's the thing, and again, this is something I need answered. Um, Gator and I are both listeners of Cornet's podcast. I should also add that my male soap opera mama co-host Joey Wenzler is a recent listener of the Cornet podcast. He is—he's a recent member, so he's only been listening to like a few recent episodes. So he's starting to get his uh his Cornet on as well.
1: Yes, but you learn a lot of good shit.
0: Yes, but here's the thing. One of the things, if you listen to Cornet's podcast, that he constantly does is rip apart anything in wrestling today, in the past, or in the future that looks ridiculous and silly. Yet, in this match, we saw a lot of shit that was ridiculous and silly. Because and it not sense. Let, me finish, makes let me finish, let me finish, let me finish, let me finish. Hold on. This makes sense. Now, while I do agree with Cornette, there's a lot of stupid shit in modern wrestling. How do you rip apart silly shit in wrestling when you yourself have been guilty of doing silly shit? Just putting the question out there. Gator, you can now answer.
1: Again, this was not silly shit. This is the biggest show of the year. And they were trying to get Jimmy over. And this was his idea. They went wrong with it. You do what the motherfucker paying you you to do as always so there you go so
0: so that so that's why so so keep in mind he's it in
1: the ring the because it was a big show they had to get it over they had to yeah. do something different you can't say this match had anything similar to anything else on the card
0: no, it didn't, and I like that. I like when the
1: matches and that's are different. Why they did it. They had to keep. Oh wait! They no wait! Keep... No wait! Wait! Wait!
0: Wait! Wait! I take it back. They did. There was something in this match that I saw, and everything else on the card. They actually did have something similar. Well, this... But
1: that don't count.
0: Yeah. You know. No. You know what it was. You know what it was. That was similar. Jesus Christ! Enough of the goddamn blood.
1: Okay, but that don't count. What I'm no, saying no, is, it
0: counts. It counts.
1: It counts to you. The rest of us enjoyed it anyway. What like,
0: the fuck's sake? Like. He got, Mr. it was shit stain. I think Cornette had a shit stain when a, when those tuxedos came off.
1: Well, yeah, he had a, he had a skid mark in his white tidy white. Anyway, yeah, he, was about to um, show,
0: he was about to shit himself. He's about to get beat down by Big Mama. But luckily, <laughs> but luckily we had uh Dennis and Chucky, I mean Bobby, pull him out of the ring before they can take off. Fuck you. <laughs> what? What did I still, say? what did I say?
1: Still better than Chuck Taylor. Fuck you. Anyway. Exactly, yeah. Um,
0: although I gotta say this, and I'm probably gonna get a lot of heat for it.
1: You, you probably
0: but I like I like the Bobby Stan version better Dennis Conjury doesn't do it for me
1: and you know what he, he just I'm doesn't deal with this. I like Bobby and Stan better but Bobby and Dennis is still good
0: yeah I'm saying um, Dennis Condry people doesn't
1: have versions of the of the the fucking horseman they like. Yeah, it's it's all in your own preference.
0: Exactly. I just wasn't a dentist guy. Bobby but Eaton. Bobby I like.
1: Eaton is the best goddamn tag team wrestler oh. there ever was. And if anybody tells you they've been hitting the head too many fucking times with barbed wire objects that didn't look real to begin. With.
0: You mean if anybody tells us different? Yes. You got to include different. You said Bobby Eaton's the best said, tag team wrestler. I'm if anybody I'm tells different. you they've been hitting the head with barbed wire, so it's like if yeah. so somebody tells me he's right. the best, they've been hitting the head with barbed
1: wire. Right. Right. So, fuck you, Floyd. Anyway. (laughs) Okay.
0: So, yeah. But, so this was a, but it was, it it was one of those matches that, again, but here's the thing. And and I'm only saying that because it's Cornette. Me, personally, if done right, and I've always said this. I've even defended some silly shit that I've seen in WWE and AW with this statement. So, I'm not, you can tell I'm fair across the board with what I say. Whether you agree or disagree with it, fact is... I'm fair across the board. I think you can agree with that, Gator, that I'm fair across the board.
1: You are, You are. but this wasn't silly shit. Yeah. This shit worked.
0: But I'm saying, no, here's the
1: thing. Because here's the thing. Even though Ron Garvin is a wrestler, they were trying to portray this chick as not a wrestler. I get, so this wasn't really silly.
0: No no, 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 no. Here's the thing. It was silly shit, but it was silly done right. Correct. That's the point I was trying to make. Comedy
1: done right can be done right.
0: That's literally what I'm trying to say here. If you could calm your tits, I'd say that to the audience. My point is, I'm trying to say, co- it's like comedy and wrestling is like comedy on stage or period it's timing and if done right there's certain jokes that if a comedian goes on stage and tells them they're gonna bomb and he's gonna suck but you give that same joke to another comic with the proper delivery he'll crush it so there's it's 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 comedy and wrestling done right this made sense for the gimmick they were in so this, and I, like I said, there is a place for silly comedy in wrestling. The problem is when it becomes either A, 90% of the fucking card, or B, it's being done by people who don't know how to do it right. They don't have the proper comedic delivery, whether it's in promo form or in-ring form. These guys knew what they were doing because Miss Atlanta, like I said, before he was Miss Atlanta Lively, he was Ronnie Garvin. Ronnie Garvin knows what the fuck he's doing. So it's like, okay, he's going to take what he knows and put it into this drag queen gimmick to make it work and they did so, this was Silly Wrestling done right. My, again, one of my only few complaints about it was, Jesus Christ, enough with the goddamn blood. Other than that, it was enjoyable. It was entertaining. But, except for the fact that I would have preferred Stan Lane over Dennis Condry. Dennis just doesn't do it for me. But those are my only complaints. This was this was interesting.
1: Moving on.
0: Yes. Now, moving on to the next match of the evening, we got ourselves another steel cage match. This time for the NWA World Tag Team Titles. Ivan and Nikita Koloff defend the titles against the Rock and Roll Express. And the co-ops have Crusher Khrushchev. The Rockabill Express have Don what Fuck is it? What? Noodle. Noodle? Who Noodle. the fuck? Who the, Don fu- who the fuck is
1: that? A Don Cranoodle. Um, uh, again, who the fuck is he? He's Don Cranoodle. Anyway, so this match takes place in Greensboro. So, you know Ricky Morton got laid last night. Um... <laughs> Greensboro women, they can never resist a mullet or a Waffle House. Yes.
0: Yep, Ricky got himself Ricky. One, ring, one last ring right before he stepped into the steel cage.
1: I don't blame him. R- R- Ricky runs the rope past Nikita, uh, you know, and then proceeds to sidekick the cage. It kind of looks like John, John Claude Van Damme. And then the cage is the villain of the movie, you know what I'm saying? Anyway, um... <laughs> Ivan is the first to hit the cage, gets a crimson mask. <sighs> Robert then gets slammed into the cage, and he sells like he's Dolph Ziggler's dad. <laughs> Robert, he's good at selling from the cage, and this is a good, fast-paced little brawl inside the cage. Danny gets beat down, comes back with a drop kick on, on uh, Ivan, who falls back into Hebner, and then we get our ref bump. Uh, Ivan goes for the pin. Hebner gets knocked into the cage. He's still out. Gibson makes the hot tag. Ricky comes in like a house of motherfucking fire. He runs the ropes. He gets a roll-up roll victory over Ivan. Ricky is now busted open for some reason. Um, Ricky is on the outside, knocked out of the cage and dazed. Robert is inside with all three Russians. Don Canoodle is down outside as well as he also has... A, a, he's bleeding. Um, Gibson gets triple teamed and not in the Christian way by the Koloffs and Crusher. Rock and Roll Press are your new tag team champions. They were just basically trying Trying to get their heat back. Uh, This was a fun match with a lot of energy, a lot of heat. Very highly recommended. Go ahead and ruin it. It's been ruined.
0: Okay, so I've been nicknamed the Russian Bear. Thought that was interesting, but anyway. Okay, where do I begin with this? All right, um, this is a cage match a beautiful one? Tag teams locked in a cage. Yes. Someone please explain why they're tagging in and out in a fucking cage.
1: Because that's just the way that used to be. Yeah. Um, but it breaks it breaks down into some way into some shit too. It's, it's but- weird to see a tag in a cage. Yes. Weird. Weird but as this fuck. Is, we also gotta remember too, this is this is old school NWA. So this cage match ends with a pinfall. This doesn't end with no escape the cage bullshit. Like fucking modern wrestling crap. This yes. was the end all be all of a few.
0: Yes, this is uh this is an ongoing debate that Gator and I have had for a long time is about steel cage. Mr. Really is wrong. No, here, here's the debate. Gator does not like escaping the cage. He believes it should end in pinfall or submission. No, because here's
1: the thing. You can't top it in the Indies. You can't
0: top it. In the Indies, yes. But what I've always said is this. For me, it depends on the feud. If the cage match is going to end the rivalry once and for all, this is the final moment, this is the final battle, this is the end-all, be-all, then it should end in pinfall or submission. However, if if the cage match is not the end-all, be-all, if the feud is going to continue, you after the cage then you should use the escape option because then nobody gets pinned nobody gets submitted and you have a legit reason to continue past the cage match if you so desire so i see where it is necessary that's my point also ricky hits an axe handle on ivan for a two count ivan is busted open once again fucking shocker here we go and and the red river continues to flow Yes.
1: Uh, yes. But at least they looked like they didn't have a pap smear. It was good blood. The so, fuck's sake. Chris Jericho. Yeah. So. He a little like he at a patch
0: also so not only, here's another weird thing about this match not only are we seeing tagging and outs Ivan says Robert Gibson into the cage repeatedly
1: repeatedly
0: goes for the pin Robert puts his foot on the ropes okay so now in a cage let me let me encircle underscore highlight the words in a cage I'm seeing tag outs and now there's a rope break in a cage match? The fuck?
1: Mr. Bugirelli doesn't like NWA wrestling. We're just gonna leave it at this.
0: I wouldn't say I hate it, but I'm just like, what? Mr. Bugirelli
1: doesn't like doesn't like real wrestling. He likes the shit that you Expl- see on Tuesday.
0: Explain to me a rope break in a cage. Mr. Bugirelli
1: doesn't like the shit in this
0: That's it that that can't be your only explanation. You you honestly don't see that. You don't see what I'm seeing. No, I see what you're saying.
1: I don't know why it happened. It's the referee's discretion.
0: Point is, you put your foot on the rope it's a cage match why are there rope breaks in a cage if the,
1: referee, if the referees discre- it's okay don't overthink it the,
0: Jesus Christ anyway and of course Don tries to lead the crowd in a USA chant which actually makes sense last couple yes, last, last couple Me, last couple paper views are done we've seen people try to lead USA chants that made no fucking sense this one actually makes some fucking sense in Canada in Canada in England the fuck just finally a USA chant that's warranted because you're going up against Russians who who were our enemies then were our enemies then went back to being our enemies again I, I'm not fucking figure that out but anyway and then we all fall down. <laughs> Pretty much. Although I will say, when the Rock and Roll Express got the win, that crowd went fucking nuts. I think that was the loudest pop of the night. That tells you the Rock and Roll Express was fucking over, people. Yeah. Well, yeah. And then they overpowered the security, but then eventually other wrestlers come out and that's when the and that's when everybody was like, Yeah, we're leaving. Like, yeah, we ain't scared yep. of no damn security. Here comes the locker room. Fuck, we're out of here. I liked that. So it was so it was good in that regard, but just A lot lot of stupid shit. I was like, Jesus God. I'm sorry. Little things like that will take me out of the match experience. It's just,
1: what the fuck? But anyway, um,
0: kudos to the Rock and Roll Express. Um, Aside from the stupid shit, it was very good.
1: Yes, yes. Mr. Bujurella has now ruined my childhood.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And on that note, we move on to the main event of the evening. For the NWA World Heavyweight title. Rick Flair defends the gold against Dusty Rhodes.
1: Hey, we're back in Atlanta now, and uh, Dusty makes his way to the ring. Uh, disappointingly appropriate, we get the American Dream theme song on this, and it just doesn't work. Rick Flair comes out, beautiful, wonderful white robe. Uh, I knew he was going, you know, just do this because of you know certain things were going to work. But anyway. <sighs> Dusty starts out strong with Flair, unable to keep up, so he takes a breather on the outside. They milk this motherfucker for everything they got, okay? They start out slow with Flair gaining control with some chops in the corner. Flair then kicks Dusty in the calf. Dusty rolls out of the ring, selling the leg because he The four horsemen at this time had fucked Dusty's leg up in the build-up to this, okay? Dusty limps back towards the ring. Flair then attacks Dusty while he's on the apron. Flair- Dusty counters, hits Flair with a few elbows to the back of the head. Flair falls to the mat. Dusty stomps his ankle. You know, what's good for the goose is good for the gander. You know, tit for tat, that kind of shit. Yeah. Dusty gets back in the ring, works the leg. Flair, thumb to the eye to get away. Back when heels could do shit like that, it would work. Desperation. That's how that worked. Don't just do a thumb to the eye. Just to do a thumb to the eye. Chuck Taylor. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Flair goes for a suplex, but can't do to his hurt. Can't get it because of the hurt ankle. Dusty then reverses it into a suplex of his own. Goes right back to working the leg. No blood yet. <laughs> Flair and Dusty chop each other before Dusty misses the elbow drop. Flair goes to the top because that always worked for him. Dusty tosses him off. Dusty goes for the figure four. Flair kicks off. Dusty sells his own leg issue. Flair goes for the figure four. Dusty kicks him off. Dusty then Irish rip Flair into the single greatest fucking bump I've ever seen in my entire fucking life. Flair hits the corner. Flips over the rope to the outside and is busted open by the time he hits the damn floor. Perfect shit. Perfect. Do you know how hard it is to do that? He has to blade in midair. Do you know how fucking hard that is? Do you know how hard it is to do what Flair did? I can only imagine. Ridiculously hard. Just saying. So kudos. Love that spot. Great spot. Back into the back inside the ring. Dusty keeps control. Flare Flair does the Flare Flop. Flair gets whipped into the corner, goes over to the top rope, lands on the apron, goes right back up to the top, leaps off and gets hit in the midsection by the American Dream. Dusty rolls baby. Dusty misses a kick uh, and his foot hits the bottom rope. Dusty falls over, sells the ankle. Flair's now working the leg. Flair locks in a figure four. Dusty rolls over, reverses it, but he can't keep it locked in. Dusty covers Flair, who kicks out. Dusty. Dusty sells on top. Dusty sends... Flair kicks out and sends Dusty on top of fucking Tommy Young. Tommy Young. That's. You ever heard the story about the Barbarian and Tommy Young? Barbarian told him one day, Tommy Young. Um... (laughs) dusty accidentally throws flair into him ref bump dusty locks in the figure four referees down arn comes out attacks dusty dusty fights him off only then runs in hits dusty with a knee to the back flair makes the covers another referee runs in dusty kicks out dusty gets the small package wins the world title Dusty celebrates in the ring it's a fucking classic and we all go home happy and goddamn i'm out of breath from all the notes i had <laughs> well this was definitely a class- you, i do it for you
0: Hmm? Well, this was definitely a classic. Um, yes, it was beautiful. beautiful I enjoyed very Well that. done. Um, of course, um, you know, as we mentioned before, Flair had a blade in midair, so Flair was bleeding from his head. And there's a fucking surprise, I fucking
1: love that spot. I love that spot so much.
0: Yeah, Flair. So Flair is bleeding. First of all, no one shots Flair is bleeding. He bleeds when the wind blows too hard. Um, Or when his son in law.
1: Never mind, I should go there. Or-
0: ah! Uh, but of course, again, lots and lots of blood. This is
1: blood. this is how I wanna remember Ric Flair. Not in yeah, not right. in the other way.
0: Exactly. Um, but yeah. So again, another match with unnecessary blood in it, but it's there.
1: Um while the gonna kill this career. We're now gonna play Freebird. Mr. Goodrelly. we have gathered here not, really beloved. we have not, gathered here get, today. Get, to get, get,
0: stop, 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 stop. <laughs> we don't have time for that. No. We're all dude, we are so we are so deep into this fucking thing right now, we ain't got time for that. Um Hey,
1: this is good though. So
0: fuck you. No, it's very good. It's very good. I'm just saying we ain't got time for that. But I will say, okay, here's here, here's my, my 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 one gripe. I got one.
1: There you go. ruining the game.
0: And this is like pretty much at the beginning of this match. They lock up, break up in the corner. They exchange blows. Dusty getting the upper hand. Rick rolls out of the ring, goes over the guardrails. He regroups. Flair goes back in. He hits a few chops, and Dusty responds with multiple bionic elbows to the head. He then hits another one, sends Rick out of the ring where he regroups again. Which of course begs the million dollar question that I have for Dusty the Rhodes: Why the fuck are you not protecting your finish? You hit it's that many bionic elbows, here, and Flair and it's is still Rick fucking. Flair. I don't care if it's Jesus Christ super. Superstar, it's your goddamn finish!
1: This is true, but it's Ric Flair.
0: That's stupid! Moving on! You got And, and you win with an inside cradle?
1: Moving on! D- what the fuck? You're burying Ric Flair. You don't want to bury Ric Flair with this yet. So they're gonna ba- get more out of so ba- it. They're gonna get more out of it. it shows that Dusty is the baby face that's coming up from underneath that. Because Ric Flair put hard times on Dusty Rhodes. I know, I know, I know. You know, you know what hard times are, Miss Goodrelly. Yes, I do.
0: Hard times. Hard times is women. Go ahead. Yeah, the hard times on Dusty Rules and his family. Hard times is when the people are trapped in their own houses, can't go to work, can't pay the bills, can't get the food. Hard times is when those essential workers are sitting in those places being dealing with the stupidity and the rudeness of the general public. Those are hard times. Hard times is when a man had worked at a job 30 years. They give him a watch, kick him in the butt, and say, hey, a queer with creepy eyes and a rape van took your place, daddy. That's hard times. Motherfucker. And that same guy conspired to take the boots out. That's hard time. Hard time. No respect. No honor. There's no honor among thieves in the first place.
1: No, Name ain't no honor among thieves. They steal all your shit and then they bring it back. <laughs> Just saying.
0: Uh, and then you have to
1: have. And then you have to have people that you don't like play the middleman, and it ain't. good. It ain't good. It ain't good. Yeah. yeah.
0: So yeah. So yeah. It's, so uh,
1: it's universally a problem.
0: Anyway... <laughs> Yes. Anyway. yes
1: anyway anyway did i make you uncomfortable very much so
0: but i'm assuming uh, i'm assuming that's revenge for ruining your childhood so anyway that's my rec- yes actually that in the business is what we call a receipt so ladies and gentlemen uh what? But yeah, outside of those two stupid moments, outside of that, this is a classic match. Dusty Rhodes winning the NWA world title. And I'm glad it kind of ended there because moments after this, they would fuck this over in horrifying fashion. Um, It became a sad thing later. But in this moment, Dusty Rhodes, I take back the world title. I've been there twice. And this time I took it, daddy. For you and for that man up there that wanted to see a real world heavyweight champion. But yeah, they built this thing up and it was... This is a true master class. If you this is a this is a match you need to show people that want to get in the business so they know what to do but also what not to do. Is a good match.
1: Hello. Yeah. Yeah, what'd you say?
0: I said this is a master class of wrestling and I said you can learn what to do and what not to do by watching this.
1: Exactly. If you're in the business you need to watch this pay-per-view. You will learn some things. Yes. Quote your uncle Gator, never more.
0: All right. And uh, that, ladies and gentlemen, will conclude our review of uh, Starcade 1985. Gator, I thank you for uh, taking time out of your busy schedule to join us. I look forward to seeing you on the next one.
1: Yes. All right. And the next one's probably not going to be one I'm going to enjoy. I actually enjoyed this one. <laughs> it doesn't happen very long. It doesn't happen very often.
0: Well, well, let's see. We got we, we, we got quite a list here of some stuff that's ready to be recorded. So we'll definitely be going down the list very soon. So uh, that, so uh, ladies and gentlemen, make sure you guys follow The Booch Cast. We are on Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcast, and iHeartRadio. Pick your favorite hosting site yes. and follow us there. Or be a super fan and follow us on all four hosting sites. Also, like us on Facebook. Go to Facebook.com slash The Booch We have archived episodes of the show as well as great content. Also, make sure you follow us on Twitter and Instagram at The Booch Cast. Get the latest tweets, photos, and videos. Also, be sure to go to our YouTube channel. Check out our YouTube content. We have our we got a couple of Parties we're posting up there in the coming weeks, so make sure you check those out. Also, hit the subscribe button and ring that bell to be notified when future content will be posted. We got a couple episodes of Dark Side of the Ring. Left. Speaking of
1: future, speaking of future content, we've got the video coming soon. Uh, Mr. really disclaimer on that:
0: uh, the video you're about to see is meant to be a lesson. It is not meant to be uh, encouraged or done in any way. Uh, the this is a blading video, and it will be done by a professional, and it should not be by a trained professional do not attempt to try this at home and if you do we are not responsible because you're a fucking idiot so that video will be coming out so that video will be coming out uh in about a week or two after this episode airs so at the time you're listening to it that will begin the countdown to when this video will be on our youtube channel um also make sure you're following us on twitch go to twitch.tv slash theboochcast that's where we do our live wrestling watch parties our next watch party will be saturday January January the 28th for the WWE Royal Rumble. This will be kicking off the road to WrestleMania. 30-man Men's Royal Rumble. 30-man Women's Royal Rumble. And hopefully the winners of each Rumble will go on to main event each night of WrestleMania. The winner of the Women's Royal Rumble should be main eventing night one. The winner of the Men's Royal Rumble should be main eventing night two. So make sure you join us Saturday, January 28th, live on Twitch for the WWE Royal Rumble but anyway so yeah so we also got our D&D show coming soon we also have our uh, Boochcast booking battle and of course we have a special project we're working on we're just trying to get the team to do their part so far John, Zach, and Elvis have done their part I'm waiting on everybody else and then we'll get that squared away so once we're all set for that we'll be all set for that and it'll be coming to the Twitch channel very soon also uh, make sure you guys support the Boochcast go to anchor.fm slash the Boochcast slash support become a supporter of the Boochcast support this podcast with a small monthly donation to help sustain future episodes, uh, we have three different levels you can donate at. We have the first level, which is for ninety-nine cents, one dollar a month. Uh, that's for people who um, don't have a lot of money to spend, but still would like to help us out. That way, it doesn't hurt you guys, but it helps us out a great deal because every little bit helps. Then we have tag a- me in,
1: tag me in, tag me in, tag me in. Okay. Tag me in. Was I tagged in? Yes. I just completely just went, yeah, go ahead. Okay. Our next level is $4.99. You know, the Peacock level? Yes.
0: Yeah, same amount of money you would pay for a Peacock subscription, $5. I know a lot of you guys out there aren't fans of the Peacock, so don't give them money. Give us money. We got better content than yeah. Peacock anyway. And
1: then there's the $9.99 level. You remember the old WWE Network? It don't exist no more. Well, you can give us that money because we need it.
0: Yes. Because uh, uh, Now, of course, it doesn't exist in the United States. If you live outside of the country you're obviously watching things on the network but here in the United States as they sort of the peacock we got there's not an option anymore so
1: you can That's bring fine. we take pesos and Canadian dollars shut up in the back of the van
0: um so, yeah so bring us that ten dollars because we get better content than the network and we are dedicated to the fans and love giving them what they want I would say unlike the WWE but I've heard Triple H is uh giving the people what they want so I have to cut that part out so you have the option of paying with a credit card or with GPay Pay. Your options. So you all, we also have um, all the money that we raise, the money that we get yeah. through this podcast, is yeah. used to support the podcast. What it does is it allows us to upgrade our equipment, it allows us to bring in bigger name guests that might charge a fee. We can use that to bring yeah. them in. We also pay our own bills, you know, keep our lights on, and it allows me to take care of all the guys who work very hard on the air and off the air to make the podcast a success. So if you got a favorite co-host and you believe is like me, be, yes, and you and you believe that are to be paid for their hard work. The boots should be paying them. Well anchor.fm slash the slash support is how you make that happen. And
1: then Yeah, seriously, because Mr. Boots really don't give a shit. I get a hot dog and a handshake. <laughs> Kind of like how some of the guys broke into the business. It kind of sucks.
0: Exactly. And, uh, but the best part is if there's any money left over after I've taken care of you know, all that, we use the rest of it to, uh, feed Zach his ramen noodles
1: and, and possibly get him laid.
0: Yes, we are. We are trying, ladies and gentlemen. We are, we are trying very, very hard to make that
1: happen. There are miracles we still can't pass.
0: <laughs> exactly.
1: We're trying. I don't even know if Jesus, if Jesus could come down and help this one, but anyway.
0: I, I don't know. i I've. I tried calling him. He hasn't retur- he hasn't responded to my messages. Um
1: No, I did put I did put an invitation up the chimney once Santa Claus came, it was nice. Anyway. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I mean, he at least comes once a year. He got he can at least help Zach. So.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he does come once a year
0: because uh, Mrs. Claus is a stingy bitch. Exactly. Anyway. <laughs> and um so until he next time Zach. <laughs> and until next time, this is Vinny Bucci, aka the Booch, saying keep on living life and take care. This has been the Booch Cast. Talk to you guys next time. Until then, pizza, baby. And I'm the getter, and I'll see you later. Well, I see by the clock on a wall that it's time to bid you one and all. Goodbye. Goodbye. So long. So long. Farewell. Farewell. Adieu. Adieu. Be good. Stay well. Bye-bye. Keep warm. Relax. eat. Take care. Stay loose. Adieu. you A la Protion. Goodbye. Till when we meet again.